Call me Mr. Sound Engineer. Mr. Sound Engineer. Yes. Give me a mic. Bum 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 bum. Seven days to play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. I am Edwin, and each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. This week it was my turn, and I challenged Sam to play Vertical by Philip Stollenmeyer. Stollenmeyer. He stole my Meyer. If you were to describe to a I was going to say blind person, but it doesn't have to be a blind person. Just a person that has never seen the game. How would you describe this game? Perhaps they're wearing a sleep mask. (laughs) Yeah. Or just closing their eyes. So this is a physics-based kind of one more go style game where you need to fling an item, maybe a banana or a fish, further than the last time you did it. So you have a single point of contact which you spin around and you can bend your banana or Victorian old person or fish. Or boot. To kind of, uh, inc- or a boot, yep. Uh, or to increase the speed of your spin around the bar, much like a gymnast on the high bars. Right. And then you can fling yourself off and disconnect and fly as far as possible. At the right time. So this is also very timing based. And then as you play a little bit more, it becomes clear that you get points for style and grace. There's the bad spin-off sitcom, Style and Grace. <laughs> is it really, or is it just the number of spins that you do in the air? If you kind of uh, bend and flip, and then land on your feet, or yep. fin, if you're a fish. You get multipliers. You do get multipliers, yeah. So if okay. you don't do it gracefully. And then I like to do a little bow at the end. I, <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily considered graceful, more, other than just like a mad it is proper flailing. <laughs> So I played this game for <laughs> some amount of time that we for some will amount of time later. that I'll reveal in a later portion of the show. But I did have fun with it. There was something about it that kept me coming back. Mister mm. Solomon does have previous experience in this area. He does Burger being the one that jumps to mind. In fact, he's made a whole bunch of games. I had a look at uh, Camera Box, which I think is the game studio he works with. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of. These kind of games, you know, where you're... It's a very simple mechanic to understand, Mm -hmm. but you just keep going back and playing it a little bit more. We previously mentioned Burger. One of his games was very popular around the office. I didn't realize (laughs) that... You you, you absolutely... You high-fived everyone with your skills. (laughs) What was your record? Like 38 Burgers? It was like 50-something. 50-something patties. Yeah, 50-something patties. And then someone beat it. Someone got like 78 patties. And I was just like, that's absolutely ridiculous. So for burger, you basically had to have a burger patty plopped onto a pan, and then using your skill and timing, you would flip it onto the bottom half of the bun. Right. And you just have to keep on doing that. It's a good game. Go check it out as a side recommendation. Before we get to things of the week, definitely check out Burger. Right. A super fun game. Uh, but the thing that I pointed out about that game, previous to us even recording this, our popular Seven Days to Play podcast, If you didn't say it on the microphone, it never happened. That game was deceptively advanced in terms of physics. Mm. And I think the this also occurs in Vertical. But like before the actual, that... Ah, no, 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 no! Oh, wow, that was a very delayed news. It's a delayed title card, like Fargo. Uh, a bit of an update in news. An update is not news, but okay, I shall permit it. <laughs> Continue. Last time we talked about uh, the hoopla that's been going around, uh, loot boxes and the craziness of how companies are microtransactioning stuff. This is sort of gone full blown in terms of EA trying to correct all of their doings in terms of their latest game, 
Battlefront 2. Yeah, what are they? What are they doing now? No loot boxes. You can never be Darth Vader. Is that what's happened? They've gone fine. <laughs> we're just taking Darth Vader away. You can be Jar Jar Binks forever. I think How it's do you a, like that. It's an ongoing case of essentially the companies either doing anything to appease their fans, but then the fans are just getting angrier and angrier. The other meta discussion that's happening is like, would this have happened if it wasn't a Star Wars franchise? And my suspicion is no. I don't think it would have happened if it wasn't a Star Wars franchise. Yeah, I think the thing that I had not quite considered is that, of course, these games are played by children. They are not played by children. Well, yeah. Right? They are played by children. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have to be, I guess, you know, officially 13 and up. And that's where you get a little bit like, hmm, yeah, this is kind of sketchy. Right. But I do feel like most of the people that are complaining are... (laughs) Okay. Fully grown adults with money. (laughs) Like 13 times three. (laughs) kind of people that like to complain on Twitter. Yes, that argument is very valid, but it's not like people aren't actually spending money on it in terms of all the microtransactions just yet. It has led to a bigger discussion of loot boxes and microtransactions all around, which is actually very prevalent in mobile games. Um, So even our beloved Clash Royale, uh, which, by the way, if you want to join an awesome clan, 70TP clan on Cash Royale, you can join us. Links in the show notes. Links in the show notes. But we didn't pay $60 for Clash Royale. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> At least you, up front, you haven't paid $60. But is that the main complaint? Like, I paid $60 for this game, and now I have to spend an additional 20 it's etc. more and more money so to the, unlock I, more and more stuff. So the discussion has gotten a little bit bigger than that. Um, revolving around loot boxes and that it is a sense of gambling. Anytime that there's a sense of gambling, because anytime you open this loot box, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. Um, and obviously, the rarer cards that are more powerful uh, sometimes drop and sometimes they don't drop. Oh, I'm still waiting for my skeleton army. And so, exactly. Jeez. And so you don't know the chances of how often these things are going to drop. And now there's like a regulatory board that's looking into the concept of loot boxes. Wow, imagine being on that board. I just have to play all these games to find out how their loot crates work. What a great, I'll be on that board. I think it's just more like looking at the legalese and saying, are people aware that in this loot box, they know that there's a 0.1% chance that, you know, is going to appear. If not, like, would they have spent their money? In the UK, the Gambling Commission has looked into this and they have determined that loot crates excuse me, uh, currently are not gambling. Uh, their reasoning being that it cannot be translated into real money in the real world, which is an interesting distinction. But at the same time, the feeling of gambling is still there. It doesn't go away that, oh, I can't, I can't transform Luke Skywalker into $100. In the case of Clash Royale, though, they do do competitions where there is a prize pot. Hmm. And I think that's where it also gets doubly complicated. Indeed, Um, what a whole complicated world it is. It is. So microtransactions and loot boxes and loot and all that stuff currently under fire uh, and keep a lookout for it because... (laughs) (laughs) Or just ignore it because it'll go away in about two weeks time. That is my advice. I don't think it's going to go away in two weeks time. I think this is actually going to go into a bigger regulatory board and actually be controlled in some way of legalese being in front of games. Giving you a notice of like, hey, you know, you spent 10 bucks on microtransactions this month. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, that's the news. That's the news. Back to the game, Vertical. 
lost my train of thought. I don't know this news inter- inter- interrupting my train of thought. It's news train. You were saying, I don't know what you were saying, no. <laughs> but let me say, I found the art style of this game like pretty quirky and fun. I think it really added to the entire vibe of the game. And yeah, if this was just like a cartoon, a straightforward cartoon game, I'd be like, eh. Yeah. And that's nice. Because it did use the open open source. Apparently, Philip Stollenmeyer was inspired by the British Library's Flickr account that has this sort of just random mishmash of art styles. Uh, and that was kind of what he used. Maybe not directly lifted, but that was the inspiration he used uh, for the sort of art style in this game, which is super fun, like Monty Python cutout. Yeah, like mishmash. it seems like an office desk kind of in a way, and you're using office supplies. Oh, there's like, or a like ruler, writing a ransom note. There's oh. like a tape, right? There's a pin, there's a paper clip, there's a safety pin. It all sort of like adds to a really nice quirky feel. Um, even the even the voices are great. Like So one of my favorite characters to use is Eddie. Eddie the... Banana? No. No, Eddie is the guy in the jeans, the topless skinny man. Oh, I have not gone that far. Oh, and he makes really awkward noises whenever you push the button to essentially do the movement that your character can do, whatever that movement might be. But it's always bend. It's always bending, but it's all, it might be in a different direction. Uh, and so he'd be like, What sound does the banana make? I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember that, but I used Eddie quite a bit and it was really awkward noises. And the other noise that I really liked is when you win, when you win a, when you do that spinning wheel at the end of making a really good jump Mm -hmm. or watching a video ad or watching a video ad and you spin and you win someone, it goes, (laughs) oh yeah, which is, that was really disturbing in my headphones. (laughs) Equal parts, gross, equal parts. Funny, equal parts, charming. <laughs> you can tell like a lot of care has gone into this game, despite like a simple mechanic. Like it's actually very well done. Um, right. Also with the physics, rumor has it that Philip Stolmeyer is a gymnast himself, and so he has this. I'm not entirely sure. This seems like a bit of PR bull, but <laughs> he is a gymnast himself, and so he has. You know, he spent a long time working on the actual physics of how a bend and snap. Yeah, there's works some. There's the like. Bar. Some inverse kinematic stuff happening uh, on like the weight distribution of the, the the pieces that are moving around. You can feel the differences between each object as you start to spin them, and I think there's definitely a lot of like yeah, physics care like the duck. Yeah. I don't like the duck, but I do like the fish. Uh, Lucius, <laughs> Lucius is my man. Lucius <laughs> is what got me my highest score. Lucius got me the highest score too. All right, should we yeah. should we say our Let's highest score? Okay, my highest score. With oh, Lucius. Hold on. I can't see. Okay. Yep. Is 377.6. 377.6. Yes, oh. sir. My highest score with Lucius is 1,462.8. Oh, oh, my gosh. Wow, I thought 300 was a pretty good score. Oh, boy. I have a lot to learn from Sam. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Eddie is what, ma- what made me understood the physics of the game that got me totally comfortable with Lucius to dominate in this thing. Lucius does have smaller feet to land on. Fins, please. Or, yeah, smaller <laughs> fins to land on. And Eddie taught me the basics, so thanks to Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. I wonder if you can see how many people that you've unlocked. Oh, yeah, there's a number. Okay. So when you start, there's a little black number, uh, uh, or there's a little push pin with like two out of nine on it. Oh, yes, I have got five. 
two out of five or like one out of five? Uh, five out of five. Okay. I got nine because I'm two out of nine. Oh, nice. Which one was your least favorite? The duck. I think the bicycle or the chicken <laughs> was my least favorite. The boots. Boot wasn't great. Wasn't crazy about the boot. Yeah, the boot or the duck. I, I did enjoy this game. Yay. Despite you, I think you texted me early on in the week going, I'm done with this game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but I enjoyed my you time done it. better than I did, so well done. Uh, I also enjoyed the fact that they had, uh, you had a choice between banner ads and video ads, which I think was, that's kind of an interesting approach. You could either have a permanent banner ad on the bottom or uh, get interrupted by the video ad every now and then. Or choose to watch video ad to unlock more characters. Right. I really appreciate it, but I wish I could just pay. Third option. To Let me give you some all. dang money. Yep. So one thing that I um, that I felt was missing from the menu screen was the placement of the spin button. Right. The main spin button. It's considering that it's like left-handed, right? And sometimes I would play with my right hand, and it'd just be awkward to to do that. Um, I wish there was just an option to flip the controls. So because you have two buttons, yeah. spin well, bend. And then snap. Yep. Bend. <laughs> uh, bend and then release yourself from the bar. In fact, it took me a while to realize that there were actually buttons there because you can also tap on the screen and then if you tap the safety pin, it does release. So I think for the first several plays, I was just tapping on the character itself. Right, I see. And then I was like, oh, wait. Then I was like, wait, how do I actually... It seemed very ad hoc as to whether I would actually release myself or not, as it were. And then uh, I was like, oh, oh, dang, there's buttons right here all along. So I did miss that on the uh, first, first few plays. So should we go to the three by threes? Three by threes, always three, never four. My first good point, cute graphics. We've done a really good job with that. I really liked the sort of puppet theater style buttons, which are like hand drawn out on cardboard that come in on sticks, which is just super cute. And they have a little bit of a 3D Nuss going on, so when you tap them, you see them kind of be depressed. Depressed, not depressed. Well, who knows? Either way. We yes. don't know the mental state of Philip Stolenmeyer. <laughs> but considering how successful this game was in my heart, Aww. I well think done, you should be pretty happy. You should. I did like the art style as well. I think it's it, it automatically lended itself to something different and like an instant charm to it, um, including the voice and everything. Like the packaging of the whole game is top notch. Ha <laughs> The accurate swinging physics, like you could definitely tell the difference between the characters as well. Like you felt the different weight and how they behaved upon that high bar on which they swang. Yeah, was that English? <laughs> <laughs> much like Burger, like it seems simple on the surface, but I get the feeling there's probably a lot of math and physics and all that. Yeah, science behind it. it. The overall the game is deceptively simple, but I can tell how rich it is in terms of like different physics um i i did like the different feels of the characters and i actually really appreciated the the learning aspect of each character right like because they move differently like some uh, characters actually yeah. spun more be- like spun better a different way whereas like others spun much better another way it reminded me of a game called quop in a way quop have you heard of quop quop no okay so it's it's uh, it's an online i think it's a flash game <laughs> where you essentially press different buttons to control the different joints of a runner and you got to make the runner run on a track and see how far you get before you actually just fall on your head. I feel like that's kind of like the Boston Dynamics robot to begin with. It's, it's like 
staggering around and falling over. Exactly like that. Um, and this game kind of reminded me of that. And <laughs> in that sense, it was really fun to kind of learn how to like how the mechanics actually worked. Mm-hmm. And once you're familiar with it, you can kind of apply it to different characters. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Did you find yourself sometimes swinging backwards as a technique rather than swinging forwards? Yes, exactly. Like some characters definitely spun better counterclockwise. Mm. And a lot of them spun better clockwise. My final good point. Yeah, I like the fact that they gave you a choice between the banner ads or the video ads. But as you say, let me pay for it and get rid of them all. Give us a third option. Mm-hmm. For my third point, um, the... Oh, Sam I'm, has nothing. <laughs> third point. <laughs> Always three, but sometimes two. Okay. <laughs> on to the bad points. Uh, I burnt out pretty quick on this. Obviously, I didn't quite get as far as you did with your four-digit co- uh, winning scores. I feel like I didn't quite get the game. It took me a long time to sort of figure it out. Like the learning curve, while it's awesome, is there. It's perhaps a little steep for me because I was like, oh, oh, wait, what? 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 Why are you doing that? Stop. Why aren't you going faster? Oh, no. Why are you going this way? Why are you, why are you flung off backwards? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I love the mechanic of the game. I wish there was something more to it. I got to the point of reaching that score pretty quickly, relatively quickly. And I felt like there wasn't really anything more for me to do except to maybe beat that number, which I felt was one, either like too tedious or like too why, right? Even if it had something like hoops where your guys can actually go through. Or a second bar to jump onto and then or do exactly a, do or like swing. catch on and yeah. then do it or maybe like a trapeze artist you catch onto another yeah another like character. a character is hanging on to like your legs yes. <laughs> and then you do like a double swing I don't know something else that improved the mechanics to the next level that would probably allow me to come back to the game and actually try to master that portion of it um, something else is needed because otherwise yeah I burnt out pretty quickly as well. I, I do wish that there was an option for me to pay it. I think that was negative for me, actually. How much would you pay for this game? I would. I think I would have paid like $1 to $2 for it, yeah. to tell you the truth. So your final seven-day rating, Sam? Three days. Oh, good. Oh, oh boy. I have to give it a two-day for me as well. Mm. Two, day, uh, two, two, two days in a row. Sam, do you have a game for me to play for the I next seven days? I do, because that so, was a relatively silly game. That was... well. Yes. Well, relatively silly, meaning like it is a um, it is a fun-natured, light-hearted, jovial. Yes, after game. all those serious puzzles games we've been playing, I th- I thought we needed a bit of a break. I'm coming back to a serious. Game. Oh boy, <laughs> this is a little bit more serious than the previous puzzle games that I have recommended. I mean, wasn't um, causality reasonably serious? No, causality okay. didn't have a story. The game you'll be playing for the next seven days, Edwin, is Returner 77. Sci-fi mystery puzzle. Okay. These are three words I approve of so far. Okay. So let me read you the description. 20% off for a limited time. (laughs) (laughs) Returner 77 is the first game of a series in the same universe. Wait, sorry. What? Returner 77 is the first game of a series in the same... Oh, as the next... Oh, okay. Well, don't tell us that. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't call, I shouldn't proofread while you're reading it. Right. But okay, so it's the first of, of, of some games that will be in the same universe. Yes. No need to tell us that up front. I know. Okay. Sorry, carry they on. They could have just started with this paragraph. Yeah. Return of 77 is a cinematic sci-fi mystery puzzle game. Cinematic sci-fi mystery puzzle game. 
you are in a giant alien spaceship hovering, hovering above Earth after everything went wrong. You're mankind's last hope. Can you save us? Important. Oh, Return to 77 is designed for iPhone 5S. <laughs> there or two or later. I like how the next heading yeah, starts. Yes. <laughs> it was like epic story. <laughs> it's always like a placeholder. Insert epic story here. <laughs> right. How much is this game, Edwin? With a 20% off for a limited time, exclamation point discount, it is $3.99. I look forward to playing this for the next seven days. Looking forward to hearing what you think, because this is kind of an in-depth game. Mm, almost like a real game. Yeah. I have something to discuss. Okay. Should I be sitting down for this? Yes. <laughs> Luckily, I am. The year end is coming up. It is. We have reviewed a lot of games. 21, to be in fact. To be in fact? In fact. To in fact, yeah. I have a challenge for you. Uh-oh. For the year ends episode, mm-hmm. I would like us to have a top seven list of the games that we've played this year. Oh, yeah. I'm down with that. In two episodes time, for our year ends, we will have a top seven list from Edwin and myself chronicling <laughs> our favorite seven games that we've played. All right, that sounds good. We can do that. So look forward to that in the next, in two episodes time. Before we go, Sam, do you have a thing of the week? It is called a game called Puzzle Fighter. You have mentioned this game before. Yeah, it is my favorite game on the, it is my favorite puzzle game on the PSX, which was a PS1, the original PlayStation. I don't know why it's an X all of a sudden, but okay. Yeah. Is it 10? I think sure I, it's not PS10. I think PSX was like the technical name for it. Uh, and right. yeah. PSX 10. Great. So it is one of my favorite puzzle games. It's kind of looks. it kind of feels like a Tetris-y sort of game mixed with, do you remember a game called Columns? And it's it looks like a match three game, but it's not really. Um, okay. But the whole point of it is you're playing against an AI, or you can play against someone else, and you crush these puzzle blocks to send over to their side, and it shows like nice little moves. Anyway, they remade it for the iOS, and it is absolutely horrible. Oh, it is absolutely horrible. Cap bomb, as yeah. I said. Well, you can just say Capcom. The name now means it means trash, failed rehashing of games. Oh. Well, I am going to get it. <laughs> get it, try it out. So it's a little bonus: seven days to play. Uh, puzzle Fighter. They got everything wrong of what the Puzzle Fighter game is supposed to be. I mean, the only thing that retains is like how you get rid of these blocks. But oh, so you are not experiencing the evolution of a beloved arcade classic Puzzle Fighter. Definitely not. Points. You no. know how they've evolutionized it? Please tell me. Loot boxes. Oh yeah. Loot boxes and Could microtransactions. Been any worse? It's so bad. I mean, this is exactly the reason why people are hating loot boxes because it's just for the wrong reasons. Um, also, the art style is really gross. <laughs> <laughs> is it small players with giant heads? Originally, it had um, like a really nice chibi anime style art that was, you know, not only like really well drawn pixel style. It was they were they were gorgeous, but this is just some like weird, gross CG style that makes no sense. Mm. Oh, mm. I'm sorry, Sam. Yes, I have a not thing of the week, just like you, the Punisher. <laughs> feels like punishment having to watch it well it is punishing you <laughs> uh, oh boy, oh boy. 
What did, what didn't you like about it? Because I'm actually enjoying it. Oh, that's good. Good. I know. Uh, yeah, I know a bunch of people have enjoyed it, and also. I should also say, I think I am genuinely burnt out on the Marvel Netflix shows. Like I've never watched Iron Fist. I didn't finish Luke Cage. I've seen, seen the def- Defenders. I've watched like okay. two episodes of the Defenders. Yeah. Uh, the Punisher. Oh my God. It is so, I don't know, man. I've, I don't know, man. Jeez. <laughs> you're, talk, so, you're talking like John Berthelma. <laughs> I've turned to Californian. Nah, not for me. Three episodes. It just, I was just so bored by it just like a boring guy shooting people i don't know this, there weren't it's, any interesting characters there he's not really even shooting people a lot he's right. mainly just i mean we get it he, yeah he's traumatized <laughs> by his family's death we right there's it. a lot of backstory oh boy is there backstory i don't know it's just like super violent but not in a way that's enjoyable for me mm. like i don't I'm just like okay sh- sure it's super violent but for three episodes, I wasn't hooked by a story or really cared about finding out what happens next, which I have heard it is a slow burn though. Like, mm. have you finished it? I'm on episode seven. It should start to wrap up, but I realized there are 13 episodes. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of like, why are there 13 <laughs> episodes? And so I'm, I'm, I'm still making my way through it. I don't find it really motivating to follow along, but uh, I did really like the first episode, which mm. was just, it could have been a standalone episode of, um, any sort of good revenge slash justice episode, which, you know, if you know me, I love justice. <laughs> I love when people... I've seen you get, a t-shirt. I love justice. <laughs> that I, And by that, I don't mean the band. <laughs> by itself, like, I feel, okay, if, the, if these are just more episodes like this, like, maybe I can get along with it, where it's sort of episodic, you know, he's helping out people. Maybe that could have been great, but yeah. Uh, it is kind of dragging, but I'm still sort of trudging through it. Yeah. This from a guy who watched the Orville for three episodes. So, <laughs> actually, I was too much. I was Orvilled as well because I previously recommended as my thing of the week the Gifted. That is pretty terrible. Now, don't watch that. I'm rescinding my previous thing of the week. The Gifted, <laughs> pretty bad. That's not by Seth MacFarlane. Mercifully, no. Okay. It was okay for a little bit, but yeah, we're done with it. But gotcha. those two failures have pushed us to be watching Fargo season three. Which is, oh my gosh, so good. Hmm. So great. How they make, you know, like the Punisher, there's a whole bunch of people you don't like, but somehow I'm so captivated by it. <laughs> they do such a good job of having just like buffoons and awful people <laughs> in a show and you're just still hooked on it. Which is like even accented by the accent. Well, that was, mm. yeah. Uh, yep, agreed. I think the accent actually lends a lot to how you initially perceive the characters, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yes. And that's just like a, a really good uh, a backdrop for all the characters in general. Uh, season one and two is on Netflix. If you haven't seen Fargo, definitely recommend checking it out. It's like it's a um, very well-made show. Huh. Super, super enjoyable. I think you actually, didn't you recommend it to me? Yeah. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll pick it back up. For the next seven days, I will be playing Return Returner 77. 77. You can play along with us at home. Tweet us your game suggestions at 7 Days to Play. And follow us on Instagram at 7 Days to Play. And follow us on Spotify at 7 Days to Play. And follow us on Facebook at 7 Days to Play. And don't email us. 7 Days to Play.